This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. I'm teaching down here today because we're going to use these whiteboards to sort of uh, illustrate what we're talking about this morning. And so I thought I'll get up close and personal. Um, Let's hear it for Jason, my main man over here. He's like, I walked up to him this morning, I was like, Hey, man, are you in service today? Because he helps with Kids Church. He helps with uh, Catalyst. My man's like servant extraordinaire over here. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I want you to take offering. He was like, what? And like his face went ghostly. I'm like, I'm just kidding, dude. I need you to move this. He's like, oh, but you're still going to have me up front. Just don't say anything. Don't let anyone know that I'm there. I'm like, okay, cool. No problem. I'm all over that, man. I can do that. So uh, yeah, Jason's the man. If you don't know Jason, you need to get to know Jason. He's awesome. Um, So this morning... Uh, we are going to be discussing something that we talked about. We talked about this same concept in 2012, and then we talked about it again in 2017, but we're going to look at a different passage of Scripture this year to kind of go with it. Um, But every New Year's situation is the same. Every New Year's season for people, it's it's the same thing, right? This time of year is a fresh start for everyone. It's like, oh yeah, a fresh start. It's New Year's Eve, a new year's coming. I mean, even Leo referenced it a couple of times. 2018 is going to be incredible, right? 2017 is over. This season of life is done, and now we're entering into a new one here. In 2018, it's a chance for like a fresh start. It's a chance for a new beginning. It's a chance to finally get things right. It's a chance to kind of recalibrate things. It's time to reorganize, reprioritize. There's this new lease on life, Right? And we set all these goals, and we have New Year's resolutions, and tonight after the ball drops, you're like, okay, finally, no more popping pizza. I'm going to get fit. It's going to happen, right? It's going to happen. Just like it happened the last 10 years, I said it's going to happen, right? And we have all these goals that we set. We set physical goals, right? It's incredible to be in the gym in like October, November, and December and see the amount of people there, and that versus the amount of people that show up in January. You're like... Who are all these people and where have they been, you know? And then in February, it tapers off a little. March, it tapers off. By April, it's back to normal, like the same three people there at six o'clock in the morning. Um, And so, you know, we see all these physical goals that we set and we're like, this is the year. This is the year I'm going to do it. I'm going to start living healthy. I'm going to start getting in shape. Or we set these financial goals, right? You're like, I've been sowing seeds for the past 10 years of my life. 2018, I'm going to reap the harvest, right? 2018, I have some financial goals. I'm going to have financial freedom. I'm finally going to get my bills in order and everything organized, and I'm going to get it together. I'm actually going to have extra money at the end of the month. I'm going to have spending money. There's going to be financial freedom. 2018 is the year for this. And so we set all these financial goals, right? We set budgets and bank accounts and all this different, you know, parameters and everything and say, this is the year that we're going to do it. Or we set these family and relational goals, right? We're like, we're going to, we're getting serious about this, man. Our kids are growing up. We're going to have family night once a week. We're going to get on it and we're going to settle these goals and parameters and say, you know, we're going to spend more time together. We're finally going to take that vacation that we've been wanting to take and we've been saving for and planning for. This year is the year to do that. And so we set these family and relational goals. We set work and career goals, right? We say, man, I've been working so hard this next year, that promotion I've been gunning for, this is the year that it's going to happen. This is how it's going to work. I'm going to do this. It's going to come together. You know, I want advancement. I want growth. I want promotion. For some of us, it's not even that. For some of us, hey, this next year is going to be a stinking adventure. I'm stepping out into something new. I'm going to go for this thing and it's going to be wild. And we're setting all these goals and expectations and parameters for ourselves saying this year is going to be incredible. Some of us have social media goals, 
And I'm not saying like you want more friends and more likes and all that stuff. I'm saying we're setting more goals of saying, you know what? We want to spend less time staring at a screen, more time hanging out with people outside, doing actual things, not looking at other people doing things through a screen, right? And so many of us are setting these social media parameters and goals. And many of us do this at the beginning of the new year, right? We get together and we recalibrate, we reprioritize, we reorganize, and we kind of get our, our, our stuff together. And so many of us, we sit down and we get a piece of paper or whatever, and we say 2018, right? It's the year. And we begin to make a list of our priorities, Right? We begin to make a list of things that are like, this is what's important to me. This is what I'm going to focus on this next year. And for many of you, being that it's New Year's Eve, Jesus is somewhere probably on that list. Right? For some of you, you're like, no, not really. My wife made me come. But for a majority of us, if you're here on Sunday morning when it's like six degrees outside and you know, New Year's Eve, when you, if you ever had an excuse to stay at home and in bed, this is the Sunday to do it. But you're here. So Jesus is somewhere on that recalibration, reprioritization, reorganization situation, right? What are some other things that, that kind of make this list? That at the top of the year we start saying, man, uh, you know, I'm really going to focus on that this next year. I have some goals in that area next year. What is it? What is it? Health? Health is one. Okay, health is something that we're like, okay, we are really going to focus on our health, going to get healthy, going to get in shape, going to get, you know, eat right, exercise, all that stuff. What else? What are some other things? Relationships. I heard relationships. Did someone say jelly? <laughs> Relation. I thought I heard jelly from the background. I'm like, no, that's, I don't think that's going to make the list. Relationships. What's another one? Budgeting. Finances. Okay, we'll go with that. Budgeting. Finances. What else? Give me two more. The Bible. Well, okay, we'll, we'll put that up here with Jesus. Bible relationship with God. We'll do all that up here. What else? What was it? Career? Career. Did I hear middle-aged? I'm hearing some weird stuff. Career. Whoever it is in the back row, you're messing with me. Career, job. We'll put that. What? Marriage. Oh, is that what it was? Marriage. See, I heard cabbage. I must be hungry. Marriage. That's good. Marriage. We'll put relationships. For those of us who are nowhere near the marriage deal, still living in our parents' basement playing video games. Um, so yeah, so these are, <laughs> these are some of the things that we sort of sit down and we say, okay, I'm going to focus on this, right? I'm going to give this some serious attention. And as we're moving forward, we make these lists, we make these organizational charts or priorities. You know who one of the best list makers that I've ever met is? Leo, well, my wife, yes. My wife is great. She makes me tons of lists. Yes, good one. Um... But Leo Bautista, the, the dude playing up here, leading music today, my man can do things in um, Microsoft Excel or page or whatever it is that I've never seen before. He like color codes the color coding of the color coding in his charts, right? And he's got color coded pens to go with his color coded charts with his color coded labels. And he's like, I'm like, Leo, what's that? He's like, oh, it's my life. I'm like, oh, I see that. Yes. He's like super good at it, right? Super into it. And many of us, we make these lists and we say, okay, man, yeah, this is something I really need to focus on. So I'm going to get up on Sunday mornings and I'm going to go to church. I'm going to focus on that. That's going to be a good thing in my life. And then our health, it's like, okay, health. I'm going to like figure out a time that works for me every day. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to make it happen, right? For me, I have to get up before my kids get up to go to school. It's the only time it works. So I'm up there at like 545 in the morning. Brutal. 
absolutely brutal. That's why I said there's only like three people in there. But in January, there'll be like 12, and then it'll go back to three. But, um, you know, we figure out a time. When is this going to work? We compartmentalize that. And then our relationships. Okay, relationships, my friendships. I need to spend time with my friends. How am I going to do that? You know, I'll start having like a weekly Monday night football party, right? That sounds good. I can invest in my friends. We can watch some football. It can be great, whatever. And so we make these plans to make it happen. Our budget, I'm going to get my finances in order. I'm going to stop going to Taco Bell every day. Um, You know, I'm going to do all this stuff and make it to where I'm saving some money. I'm putting this stuff where it goes. And so we kind of compartmentalize our life, right? We say, I'm going to spend some time working on Jesus, and my, I'm reading my Bible and my relationship with God. I'm going to spend some time on my health. I'm going to make that happen. There's a time and a place for that. I'm going to spend some time on my budget. I'm going to spend some time um, on my career, on my work, on my marriage relationships and all that. And we make a list like this, and then we get frustrated throughout the year when these things don't start to happen. We get frustrated throughout the year when we're saying, oh, man, how do I spend more time with Jesus because I got all this stuff going on that's clouding out my time with Jesus? And so it goes from, in January, just like going to the gym, in January, I'm up at 6 a.m. reading my Bible, like, yeah, this is great, I got my Bible reading plan through the Bible app, I'm checking it three times a day, it's awesome. By March, I'm like, oh my gosh, life is so crazy busy, have I read my Bible since January? Right? And it kind of hits us, we're like, oh man, I need to do that. Or same thing with like, you know, if you put kids on here really big, that would kind of overshadow all of it, right? And it's like, man, my health, and my marriage, and my job, and my... Has any of that happened with all these crazy kids running around here? Right? It's because we try to compartmentalize everything and live our life in a, in a, in a list sort of fashion. And so what I want to suggest today is doing it a little bit different. I want to suggest going like this and making sort of an orbit out of your life. And so we have over here, we have health, which is super important. And it needs to be something that we focus on. We have relationships that are super important that we need to focus on and give attention to. Um, we have, what, finances. I'll just make a money sign. That's super important that we need to give attention to our career and our job. Put J-O-B on there, not the book of Job. We're talking about job. Uh, our marriage, we'll put a heart on there for that. Um, you know, our hobbies. We'll say hobbies because that's important as well. You don't have those. You're going to go bananas. So rather than living like the list formation here, and having everything compartmentalized and saying, I'm going to give time to this, I'm going to give certain time to that, I'm going to give certain time to this, certain time to that. What if we put Jesus in the very center of everything and then allowed it to inform everything else in our lives? Because if we took this approach, it would no longer be, oh man, my job is so busy and so crazy, oh yeah, I need to take some time for Jesus. It would no longer be, oh man, my family life has been so busy and so wild. Oh yeah, I need to take time for Jesus. Oh man, my health is is getting out of whack and Jesus is not in there and how do I make all this kind of stuff come together? Oh man, my money is so crazy and I'm pursuing that. Oh yeah, well what does Jesus say about all that? Rather than having a list where we say, okay, Jesus is at the top, we're gonna say Jesus, then my health, Jesus, then my relationships, Jesus, then my budgeting. What if rather than that we said Jesus in my relationships, Jesus in my finances, Jesus in my marriage, Jesus in my hobbies, Jesus in my job, Jesus in my health. If we put Jesus at the very center of our lives and everything that we are involved in, everything that we experience, everything that we do is through the lens of Jesus. It's a totally different way to approach life, but it totally makes sense. And it's what scripture instructs us to do all throughout. 
to put Jesus at the center of everything and let everything operate through our lens of Jesus. Rather than our Jesus time being Sunday morning from 11 to 12, Jesus is part of everything that we do, everything that we are, every response that we have, every interaction that we have with other people, Jesus is at the center of it. And Colossians chapter 3 really talks about this idea of putting off the old self and putting on this new identity in Christ. And so what I want to do is I want to spend just a few minutes looking at Colossians 3 and how we can kind of organize our lives towards Jesus is at the very center. So let's pray together, and then we'll unpack it just for a few short minutes. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for the time that we get to spend to just hang out with each other, spend time with one another, um, you know, with coffee and donuts and just relaxing together. God, I thank you for the time that we get to spend singing songs of praise and adoration to you, responding to who you are and what you've done in our lives. And God, I thank you for your word. I pray this morning as we open your word that you would allow it to speak truth to us, that you would soften our hearts, you would open our minds, you'd make us receptive to what you have today. God, I pray this morning we would leave encouraged, we'd leave challenged, and we would leave changed. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. So Colossians chapter 3, if you have your Bibles or your phones or your apps or whatever, it'll be up on the screen as well. Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 through 11. Now this is so funny. I shared this um, not too long ago. I was, I was teaching, <laughs> I spoke at a revival, which is kind of strange, I know. But um, it's like, hey, we're going to schedule the Holy Spirit to show up, so come on. And um, I was te- speaking at this revival, <laughs> some of you guys will get that later, um, and I was supposed to talk out of Colossians chapter 3. It was so strange. And I show up, to open, and I open my Bible, and my dog had eaten my Bible, right? And so my, my Bible goes from Philippians chapter 1 straight to Colossians chapter 3. It's kind of interesting. Um, but, you know, I, I told my wife, and she's like, oh, he's just hungry for the word of God. I'm like, shut up. That's not funny. I was so mad. I was like, that is not funny. But she thought it was hilarious. Um, so Colossians chapter 3, uh, verses 5 through 11, it says this. It says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. And then it goes through and lists some of these uh, attributes. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. And I love this in verse 11. It says, here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, uh, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Verse 11, Christ is all and is in all. Christ is all and is in all. And this is how we're called to live our lives. This is how we're called to be a Christ follower, viewing Jesus as everything and in everything. And he says, listen, for this to happen, you gotta let go of some stuff. You gotta let go of the old self. And this is a perfect message for this season of our lives, this, this whole New Year's Eve thing, because we're like, oh yeah, letting go of 2017, picking up 2018, it's gonna be great. Let go of pizza and pop, Hold on to the gym and lifting weights, right? Yeah, it's going to be wonderful. Let go of overspending. Let, you know, hold on to saving and budgeting. It's going to be fabulous. And it's in this, in this chapter that he says, listen, you've got to let go of some stuff. And you've got to realize that Jesus is everything and he's in everything. 
That it all is surrounded in Christ. It's all right there. He says, let go of sexual immorality. Let go of impurity and lust and evil desires and greed. Let go of idolatry. Let go of rage and malice and slander. Let go of filthy language. Let go of lying and all the other things of the earthly nature. Right? Your list could maybe look something like this or it could look like something else. Let go of gossip. Let go of judgmentalism. Let go of all these things that are tripping you up and, bag, and, and kind of weighing you down. Let go of that stuff. Leave it in the past and make Christ the center of your world moving forward. And then in, in verses 12 through 14, he goes on because he doesn't say just take it all off and then you walk around bare. He then goes on and tells us some things that we need to put on. And 12 through 14 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I love that. He says in verse 13, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So he says, listen, get rid of your old self. Get rid of all the junk. Get rid of all the baggage. Get rid of all the hate. Get rid of all the slander and the gossip and the judgmentalism and the everything. And just get rid of the old you, man. There's this regeneration that's taking place. Put Jesus at the center. And when you put Jesus at the center and view him in everything in your life, then you need to clothe yourselves, meaning you don't leave home without it, Right? It would be ludicrous to think you're going to go out in public naked, right? And so he's sitting here saying, listen, clothe yourselves in this stuff. This should be so automatic that you don't leave home without it, right? You don't interact with people without it. You don't go to work without it. You don't hang out with your family without it. You don't go to the store without it. Clothe yourselves in compassion, in kindness, in humility, in gentleness, in patience, in forgiveness. And he says, and above all else, this love of Christ, because what that does is it unifies everything else. It brings it all together. And so here we are at the end of 2017, going into 2018. And 2017 had, you know, a lot of positivity, a lot of growth. Maybe for many of you, you're sitting here thinking, man, Sam, if you would have seen where I was this time last year, whew, God's done a number, man. It's been a really good year. God's done a lot of great stuff. And God's done a lot of great stuff in my heart, in my family, in my life. And he's probably done the same for you guys. But by and large, guys, 2017 was a pretty crazy year as well. I mean, it was pretty wild in the world around us, you know? It was full of dissension, full of polarization, full of hatefulness and prejudices and, and division. And, you know, there were mass attacks and shootings. And we're getting, like, super desensitized to this stuff because it's happening so frequently, like, oh, yeah, there was another shooting today. Oh, really? Where? You know, what happened? Like, that's common conversation. It's like, well, what? What? And so, I mean, it's been a crazy, crazy year. People are being brutal to other people. All this stuff is going down. And here's the deal, guys. The remedy for this stuff, this craziness that's going on in our world, is not better politics. That's not going to make it better. Or better politicians or your president would have won instead of the current president, or whatever the case may be, it wouldn't be any better. That's not the solution. That's not where we need to put our hope and our faith and our energy and our trust. It's not in the business world. Oh, well, if the economy would just be better and the stock market would get better and they would make better financial decisions, our country would be in a better place and blah, blah. It's not solved in the business sector. 
It's not even solved in the nonprofit world. Oh, if we just, you know, care for people more and do these different things and all of that, maybe that will make a difference. And I'm not saying these are bad things, but I'm saying that's not where the remedy is. That's not where the solution is found. And anytime we're looking for that to be the solution, we're going to be let down. We're going to be disappointed. We're going to be broken inside if our hope is in that. The remedy to our broken world is when individuals like you and like me, when people clothe themselves in compassion, when they clothe themselves in kindness, in humility, in gentleness, in patience, in forgiveness, just like it talks about here in Colossians chapter three. That's the remedy. When people like you and me clothe themselves in love that unifies all things. That's the remedy. That's the solution to our broken world. That's the solution to broken relationships. That's the solution to all this craziness that's going on around us. It's putting off the old and putting on the new. And putting on the new is putting Jesus right at the center of our lives. Colossians chapter 3, 11, it says, when Christ is all and in all. When we put Jesus at the center of our world, that's how we clothe ourselves in these virtues. That's how we enact these things in our hearts and in our lives is when we view everything through the lens of Jesus. Because many of us, we've gone through this last year, and you know what's in that center bubble? Fox News or CNN. And everything we experience is filtered through that. Let's be honest for a second. Everything we experience is filtered through that. The way we view money is filtered through that. The way we view our relationships is filtered through that. The way we view our health is filtered through that. Everything is filtered through those things. It's like, guys, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. You got it so twisted. That doesn't need to be your main hub. Jesus needs to be your main hub. Because when Jesus is your main hub, you begin to clothe yourselves in compassion and grace and empathy and forgiveness and acceptance, and then real change starts to happen. Does that make sense? And so this transition from 2017 to 2018 can be a beautiful, beautiful thing, but we have to put Jesus at the center of our world, to where it's Jesus in our families, Jesus in our career, Jesus in our friendships, Jesus in our relationships, Jesus in our hobbies, Jesus in our health and fitness. The way we view health and fitness is not so we can be like these beach bodies walking around, but it's saying, my body's a temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to take care of that. I'm going to be a good steward of what God has given me, and therefore I'm going to take care of what I got going on. It's a completely different perspective. The money that I have is not so I can buy a big house and have a nice car and impress people that I don't know or don't even care for. That's not my motivation. My motivation is to be as generous as I possibly can and and realize that all the money that I do have is from God and I just want to be a good steward of that, right? As I'm going in to be a father and being a husband, I want to be the husband that God has called me to be. I want to be the father that God has called me to be. I want to view all of that through the lens of Jesus, That's what it's talking about here in Colossians chapter 3. Put Jesus right at the center and we'll become people who are defined by compassion. We'll become people who are defined by kindness, by humility, by gentleness, by patience, by forgiveness, by love that unifies everything. Those will be our defining characteristics. That's what our life will be defined as. That's who we as people will be defined as. And when that happens, then we can begin to impact the world around us. When Jesus is at the center. When Jesus is right at the center 
and we are looking at everything through the lens of him. And so I have a question for you this morning for you to kind of wrestle with as the band comes up and gets ready, um, you know, to kind of close us out here. I have a question that I want you guys to, 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 to wrestle with. First of all, I want you to think, is your life more of a list that's super compartmentalized? So yeah, I got my Jesus time, I got my work time, I got my family time, I got my workout time, I got my, uh, you know, whatever time. Is it all compartmentalized and you got everything in order and prioritized? Or is your life more like an orbit? Where Jesus is at the center and everything else kind of revolves around him and flows out of him. Because if it's looking more like this, I want to challenge you guys to make it look a little bit more like this. But if your life is sort of like this, but maybe Jesus is not right at the center. Maybe you got something else there. And so the question I want, to add, I want you to ask yourselves is, what is currently at the center of your life? What's currently at the center of your life? Maybe it is a news outlet. I mean, obviously I was being a little, you know, I was joking around a little bit. But maybe it is something like that that's kind of really getting at you and that's calling the shots in your life and everything you do is through the lens of that. Many people who have kids, oftentimes their children are right here. And we think that's noble and we think that's great, but I want to tell you that it's better if Jesus is here and your children is one of these things. But many of us, we let the chil- our children kind of run our lives. They run our, I mean, just look at all the evidence of it. Look at your checkbook. Look at, look at your bank statements. Look at your time and your calendar. Look at, you know, your priorities. Look at how, where you live, why you live there, all that. Our kids are right there at the center. And everything else flows out of that. And that's noble and that's great, but I want to encourage you that there's something better. That if you put Jesus at the center and view your kids through the lens of Jesus, it's going to change things. It's going to change everything. And so the question I have for you is, what is currently at the center of your life? What is currently driving all this stuff? Because we can make all the lists and goals and resolutions we want, but if this is out of whack, if the center of the hub is out of the whack, the wheel's not going to roll right. And we're going to find ourselves here, New Year's Eve, 2018, looking at 2019, saying, all right, this is the year. Just like many of us did last year. But when the, 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 the real solution is putting Jesus right there in the center and allowing that to inform everything that you do, everything that you are, everything that you participate in. And so that's the question I want you to wrestle with. Now I have a takeaway as well. Something I want to challenge you guys and encourage you guys to do over this next week. I want to challenge and encourage you to bust out a piece of paper, go old school with it, and do something like this over the next week. Go home with your spouse or your partner or your kids or whoever and whatever and sit down and say, okay, let's, let's, let's check this out. What does our life look like? Where is my life going? What, what does call the shots? How is this all working, right? Because we might sit down and say, all right, let's do this. And we draw a circle and we put Jesus at the center and say, I got this. This is good. But then I want you to be real with yourself and think about your finances and say, all right, how is this evidenced in this? And if it's not, chances are that's not really right there. Does that make sense? It's going to be kind of a gut shot for some of us, but that's reality. And then we can put our job, say, all right, how does this impact and show itself in this? And we can say, oh, wait. Yeah, mate, well, crap. And then we can look at this and say, how does this impact this? And we can say, ah, man, I don't... I don't know. I don't know that it does. And then we can put our, our marriage or our relationships up here, put our hobbies up here. How do I spend most of my time? How does this show itself in this? 
I think it'll be a really eye-opening experience for many of us, myself included, of saying, whoa, is, is Jesus really right here in the middle? Like I think he is and like I say he is and I like to think he is. But then we look at all the areas of our life and say, well, okay, well, I guess, yeah, where is Jesus in all, in, in, in all of that? How does, I think it'll be kind of a really cool conversation for us to have with ourselves and our families and our spouses moving forward really kind of do some work and kind of, you know, it's going to take a little bit of realization for ourselves, but it's good. It's growth. It's healthy. It's moving forward. And so the question is, what's really at the center of your life? The takeaway is go home and do something like this. Try this out. You might get too in and be like, crumble the paper, like, screw that. Sam's an idiot. I'm not doing that. And that's okay. It's, you know, it's where you are. It's cool. Whatever. But I want to encourage you guys to try this stuff out. But for the time being, I want to give you guys an opportunity to kind of ponder on this wrestle with this for a minute as they lead us in another song and just ask the question, God, are you at the center? How does that play itself out in all the other arenas of my life? And some of you are going to walk away from this conversation like, yeah, dude, he is, and this is great. I'm pumped for 2018. This is going to be awesome. And some of you, that's the case, and that is awesome, incredible. I'm sorry I just wasted your time. But for the rest of us, myself included, this is going to be a moment where we're saying, oh, man, where do some changes need to take place? Where does some stuff need to kind of align or get a little bit better here so that I can be the best me I could possibly be in 2018. How can I make that happen? So let's pray together. God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much for the challenge that it brings us so often. God, I pray this morning as we sort of do some self-evaluation, I pray that you'd send your Holy Spirit to illuminate some things to us. Help us to get real and honest with ourselves. Help us to get a, a, a good grasp on where we stand and who stands at the center of us. God, I pray if, if there's adjustments that need to be made for any of us or many of us, God, I pray that not only would you give us the wisdom to identify that, but you would also give us the strength and courage and audacity to make the changes that need to be made. The strength and the courage the audacity to do something about it. God, we invite you to do work in us today. We love you and praise you in Jesus' Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.